हरे कृष्णा जयो राधा माधव कुंज बिहारी गोपी जन बल्लव गिरिवर धारी जयो राधा माधव कुंज बिहारी गोपी जन पल्लव गिरिवर धारी यशोदनंदन ब्रज जन रंजना यशोदनंदन ब्रज जन रंजना यमुना तिरवन चारी यमुना तिरवन चारी जयो राधा माधव कुंज बिहारी गोपी जन बल्लव गिरिवर धारी यशोदनंदन ब्रज जन रंजना यमुना तिरवन चारी हरे कृष्णा हरे कृष्णा 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 हरे 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 राम हरे राम 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 हरे 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 कृष्णा हरे कृष्णा 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 हरे 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 राम हरे राम 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 हरे 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 कृष्णा हरे कृष्णा 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 हरे 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 राम हरे राम 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 हरे 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 कृष्णा 
हरे हरे जयो राधा खाला चंजी राधा खाला चंजी राधे जयो राधा खाला चंजी राधा खाला चंजी राधे जयो राधा गोविंद राधा गोविंद राधे जयो जगन्नाथ जयो जगन्नाथ बलदेवा जयो सुभद्रा नितय गौर हरि बोल हरि बोल हरि बोल नितय गौर हरि बोल नितय गौर हरि बोल हरि बोल हरि बोल नितय गौर हरि बोल जय जय प्रभुपाद 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 जय जय प्रभुपाद जय जय प्रभुपाद 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 जय जय प्रभुपाद जय जय गुरुदेव 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 जय जय गुरुदेव निताय गोर प्रेमानंदे हरि हरि बो ओम नमो भगवते वासुदेवाया ओम नमो भगवते वासुदेवाया ओम नमो भगवते वासुदेवाया नारायणम नमस्कृत्या नरम चैवा नरोत्तमम देवीम सरस्वतीम व्यासम ततो जयमुदीरयात नष्ट प्रायेशु अभद्रेशु नित्यम भागवत सेवे भागवते उत्तमाश्लोके भक्तिर भवती नैष्ट की कृष्णायवासुदेवाया देवकी नंदनायाचा नंदगोपाकुमाराया गोविंदाये नमो नमः नमो पंकजाना भाया नमो पंकजा मालिने नमो पंकजा नेत्राया नमस्ते पंकजांग्रे गुरुए गौरचंद्राए 
राधिकाये तदालये कृष्णाय कृष्ण भक्ताया तद्भक्ताया नमो नमः Reading from Canto 1, Chapter 12, Text 2. This is Birth of Parikshit Maharaj. The chapter is Birth of Parikshit Maharaj. Text 2. Tasya janma mahabuddhe karmani cha mahatmana nidhanam cha yathaivasit ಸಪ್ರತ್ಯಾಗತವನ್ಯಥಾಸ್ಯಜನ್ಮಹಾಬುಧೆ ಮಹಾರಾಜ ಪರೀಕ್ಷಿತ್ ಜನ್ಮ ಬರ್ತ್ ಮಹಾಬುಧೆ ಆಫ್ ಗ್ರೇಟ್ ಇಂಟೆಲಿಜೆನ್ಸ್ ಕರ್ಮಿ ಆಕ್ಟಿವಿಟೀಸ್ ಚಲ್ಸೋ ಮಹಾತ್ಮನ ಆಫ್ ದ ಗ್ರೇಟ್ ಡಿವೋಟಿ ನಿಧನಂ ಡ್ಯಾಮೇಶ್ ಡೆಮೈಸ್ ಸಾರಿ ಚಲ್ಸೋ ಯಥ ಆಸ್ ಇಟ್ ವಾಸ್ ಎವ ಅಫ್ಕೋರ್ಸ್ ಅಸಿತ್ ಹ್ಯಾಪನ್ಡ್ ಸಹ ಹಿ ಪ್ರತ್ಯ ಡೆಸ್ಟಿನೇಷನ್ ಆಫ್ಟರ್ ದತ್ ಗತಾವನ್ ಅಚೀವ್ಡ್ ಯಥ ಆಸ್ ಇಟ್ ವೇರ್ ಟ್ರಾನ್ಸ್ಲೇಷನ್ ಅಂಡ್ ಪರ್ಪೋರ್ಟ್ ಬೈ ಶಿಲ ಪ್ರಭುಪಾದ್ ಶಿಲ ಪ್ರಭುಪಾದ್ ಕಿ ಜಯ ಹೌ ವಾಸ್ ದ ಗ್ರೇಟ್ ಎಂಪರರ್ ಪರೀಕ್ಷಿತ್ who was a highly intelligent and great devotee born in that womb how did his death take place and what did he achieve after his death purport the king of hastinapur now delhi used to be the emperor of the world at least till the time of the son of emperor parikshit maharaj parikshit was saved by the lord in the womb of his mother so he could certainly be saved from an untimely death due to the ill will of the son of brahmana because the age of kali began to act just after the assumption of power by maharaj parikshit the first sign of misgivings was exhibited in the cursing of such a great greatly intelligent and devoted king as maharaj parikshit the king is the protector of the helpless citizens and their where and their welfare peace and prosperity depend on him unfortunately by the instigation of the fallen age of kali an unfortunate brahmana's son was employed to condemn the innocent maharaj parikshit and so the king had to prepare himself for death within 7 days maharaj parikshit is specially famous as one who is protected by vishnu and when he was unduly cursed by a brahmana's son he could have invoked the mercy of the lord to save him but he did not want to be cause he was a pure devotee a pure devotee never asks the lord for any undue favor 
Maharaj Parikshit knew that the curse of the Brahmana's son upon him was unjustified, as everyone else knew. But he did not want to counteract it because he knew also that the age of Kali had begun, and that the first symptom of the age, namely degradation of the highly talented Brahmana community, had also begun. He did not want to interfere with the current of the time. But he prepared himself to meet death very cheerfully and very properly. Being fortunate, he got at least seven days to prepare himself to meet death. And so he properly utilized the time in the association of Sukhadev Goswami, the great saint and devotee of the Lord. Om Ajnana Timirandhasya Gyananjana Shalakaya Chakshurun Militam Yena Tasmai Shri Guruve Namaha Shri Chaitanya Manobhishtam Stapitam Yena Bhutale Swayam Rupaha Kadamahiyam Dadati Swapadantikam Sri Krishna Chaitanya Prabhu Nityananda Shri Advaita Gadadhar Shivasadhi Gaurabhakta Brinda Hare Krishna Hare Krishna 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 Hare 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 Rama Praying at the lotus feet of my spiritual master, Srila Prabhupada, Vartaman and Purva, Guru Vargas, the Acharyas and all the devotees. May I speak few words in the glorification of Lord Vishnu and Krishna, our dear Lord Krishna. May I speak few words for the pleasure of the devotees and may I speak few words for my very own purification. May I not speak anything which is apasaddhanta or which is not aligned with our philosophy. Vancha kalpa tarubhyasya kripa sindhu vevacha patita nam pavne veo vashnave veo namo nama. Mukum karoti vachalam pangum langayate girim yat kripa tamaham vande shri guru dinataranam parmananda madhavam shri chaitanya ishwaram. Hare Krishna. So here it's a new chapter, this is text 2 and uh, previously we have seen how Krishna has entered the Dwarka Dham and um, this chapter which is birth of Parikshit Maharaj, narration of how the birth of Parikshit Maharaj was in the in the first shloka we have seen, we'll read that first uh, translation the sage Sonaka said the womb of Uttara, mother of Maharaj Parikshit was spoiled by the Dreadful and invincible Brahmastra weapon released by Ashwatthama, but Maharaj Parikshit was saved by the Supreme Lord. So as we have seen in the earlier chapters, that how when um, Ashwatthama for the second time, he released the Brahmastra to destroy the womb, to destroy Pandavas and the womb of Uttara, where was the, uh, where was Parikshit Maharaj. And Krishna at that time, not waiting for the Pandavas to act, he himself went inside, he manifested inside and he protected Maharaj Parikshit. So Maharaj Parikshit was saved, thus Uttara's womb was saved by the Lord himself. And Maharaj Parikshit had, had the vision of the Lord within the, within the womb of his mother. 
and he remembers it and when he comes out he he remembers the face of the lord so when he comes out he sees everybody's face to see if this is the person whom i had seen within the womb of my mother and and that's why his name is parikshit pariksha means examination and parikshit because he is examining everybody to see if this is the lord this is the lord and that's how he is named parikshit so now he is such a such a greatly great devotee as prabhupada is mentioning and now the sages want to know about his birth his death and how did he come into the womb of mother uttara and about his death and how, what were where his achievement and what did he achieve even after death so uh you know there is uh, the aspect i was thinking this class from was or this uh, uh, yes the today's this text from was like between birth and death there is between b and d there is c that is the choice that one takes so one takes birth of course one stake birth one have to accept death but between the birth and death there is a c which is choice the choices that one makes to either uplift him to the higher planetary system or to go back to goloka or to degrade to the lower planetary system or go to the hellish planets so it is a human being who makes the choice of course without the blessings of the lord a single blade can blade of grass cannot move so of course uh, nobody can do anything without the mercy or the sanction of the lord but at the same time there is something called free will that we can choose what we want to do whether we want to worship the lord or we want to be immersed in the sense gratification whether we want to go back to godhead or we want to go down to the hellish planets so this i have heard from his grace radhesham prabhu's class when he was giving a you know clarification when the devotees of bangladesh they had to lose their life they had to get they were injured so badly and people devotees all over were asking him why so why krishna did not protect his devotees and on that radhesham prabhu has given very very wonderful class and there are few things which are more relevant to today's topic so i thought i will bring them up so this is what he says between b and d between birth and death there is c that is there is always a choice so now maharaj parikshit so as we know that he was very thirsty while in the forest and then he sees this uh, kutir or the cottage of shamik rishi the brahmana or the rishi who was you know meditating upon and um, as the parmatma had to do it maharaj parikshit who is so you know such a great devotee he gets little upset about not being welcome being a king so he puts this dead snake around his uh, around the uh, this rishi's neck and then he leaves and he also as as he was leaving he f- he feels that you know the devotees they know that you know i haven't done the right thing i shouldn't have done it he realized it the devotees and the demon this is where they are different i mean many places they are different but this is one where they have this first of all they think a lot before they do things and once they have taken that action they think about it again whether i have what i have the action that i have taken was it correct what i have spoken was it correct the way i have performed that task was it correct so they contemplate a lot over their action whether it was pleasing to krishna whether it was pleasing to the gurus and the vaishnavas whether i did it according to the scripture so like that and maharaj parikshit realized that what he had done was not correct but yet it it was already done so anyway that boy the his name was shringi the son of the brahmana or the rishi he g- gets to know about this incident 
and he becomes so furious and he he curses maharaj parikshit that he will be dead by the uh, within 7 days by the bite of a uh, uh, snake and he was so upset so he he knew, he was very young and yet if we see he was a son of a brahmana he was so young that means he is not become a complete full fledged brahmana but his words were so powerful that it came true even if he was a little boy he was a little brahmana not yet completely matured still his word but nowadays if you see the brahmana's curse or anybody curse it doesn't work why it doesn't work because the potency is not there and why it is not there because nobody is following properly the four regulative principles chanting the name of the lord and i was hearing few days back prashila prabhupad's lecture where prabhupad is saying how powerful gandhari was why was she so powerful because she had maintained the she had the power of chastity she was ekapati vrata as she say as she had as she realized that her husband cannot cannot see she tied her own eyes she didn't want to see either because she was such a chaste woman and because of that she got so much of power that she could turn duryodhan's body into iron and prabhupad is explaining even one who is following the brahmacharya vrat the celibacy they are also so powerful they also have the power so when we follow the four regulative principles and we chant our rounds this gives us kind of a you know shakti the power and that's how we see the brahmana he boy though he was a little boy not completed his education still he was so powerful because he had maintained the he had followed the rules and regulations but as the kali yuga is progressing and as the verse as the purport in in the purport shila prabhupada is mentioning that the the community of brahmana their their potency their energies they are degrading and that's a sign of kali yuga that's why you see even in the brahmanas first of all they are not following the four regulative principles they are not following uh they are not following the scriptures and second of all it's a it's the influence of kali yuga that brahmanas are not as powerful as they used to be as we see in even prithu maharaj's case when king vena when he was not ruling properly the brahmana just by chanting the mantra at with a hunkar they killed vena and they churned vena's body and prithu maharaj came out so we see how powerful the brahmanas were but now it is no longer that two reason because they are not following the scripture not following the regulative principle and they are and it's they are under the influence of kali yuga moving ahead when he cursed his own protector so we see that here it is saying maharaj parikshit was not a king who did not take care of his citizen he was like a fatherly figure he was very very protective we see how when kali yuga was you know tormenting and then he took the bow and arrow and he was ready to attack kali kali so maharaj maharaj parikshit was a very caring affectionate king who took care of his subjects and yet this boy had cursed his own protector like you are cursing your own father who is taking care of yourself and in shrimad bhagavatam fifth chapter 5th uh, canto chapter 14 mentions about it that uh, you know in the under the influence as the kali yuga is progressing 
and what will people do people with people will will what do you say people with exploit their own father or exploit their own sons because they become so helpless they want to take care of their body so much they want to be they want to they become so selfish they don't care it's my son it's my father they just want to enjoy and under that they try to you know loot their own father own son even if they hardly have any property they still try to take that snatch that away and when they don't get much they torment their own family people they torment their own father and own son so this, these are all effect of kali yuga and and so we see the son of the brahmana he cursed for a very very small thing he did such a big he cursed in a such a big way that he cursed his own protector and his curse of course came true as we realize that he has the strength of celibacy so what maharaj parikshit did he did not as he got to know you know of course he got to know that he was been cursed and he will be leaving his body within 7 days he he could have as prabhupad is mentioning he could have invoked lord's mercy as he was protected when he took birth he could have been protected now as well so he could have invoked the mercy of the lord but he did not do that and propat says that a pure devotee he does not trouble the lord he does not disturb the lord for his own selfish reasons that protect my body but what did he do we see this even prahlad maharaj amrish maharaj and our goswamis they were also in the same mood they are the pure devotees of course they never asked for anything when prahlad maharaj was being tormented physically by the elephant snake poisonous kheer and all sort of things and humiliation he did not say why are you doing this to me you know he did not protect he did not protect himself he did not protest he just called out to vishnu and even while calling out to vishnu he did not ask for anything he did not say protect my body he did not say that he was just serving the lord by remembering him and narsimha dev you know bound by the this love of parikshit maharaj prahlad maharaj bound by the love of prahlad maharaj he came and saved prahlad maharaj similarly amrish maharaj was saved but lord did not here we don't see that externally he did not save parikshit maharaj neither did parikshit maharaj ask for his uh, help let lord please come and help me and save my body no that did not happen because a pure devotee he did he doesn't ask the lord for anything the and why so because a devotee or rather a pure devotee he sees mercy of krishna in whether it's a benediction as we see in case of prahlad maharaj or amrish maharaj or it's a uh, it's a, he takes it as a mercy whether it's a, whether lord is protecting or not protecting as we see in case of prahlad maharaj or amrish maharaj lord protected but again even parikshit maharaj took it as a mercy when lord did not protect so as we have discussed before a devotee is a pure devotee when his will and the lord's will are non different when his plans and lord's plans are non different when he sees the mercy in even if it looks like a curse 
he sees it as a benediction even if to the material world it might look like a curse it look like a uh, uh, torture or a curse or not a blessing at all but a devotee takes it as a blessing okay it must be krishna's plan if this body is not good good enough anymore to serve the lord i will i should get another body or i should go back to godhead to serve the lord directly whatever his plan is is my plan so this is the mood of a pure devotee and then what did he do as he got to know that he is going to die in 7 days he did not think of anything he gave up his wives he gave up his sons and the kingdom and the subject he gave up everything and immediately he took the association shelter of a pure devotee he took the devotee association the sadhu sangha and 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 he approached this uh, uh sadhu sukadev goswami about whom shila prabhupad mentions that sukadev goswami the great saint and devotee of the lord sukadev goswami was such a such a great saint such a great devotee who is the son of vyasadev who wrote shrimad bhagavatam at the mature age under the instruction of narad muni so sukadev goswami jai shri radha kalachandi So Sukadev Goswami he was narrating Shrimad Bhagavatam for Parikshit Maharaj and Parikshit Maharaj without eating without sleeping without taking any break he went on listening Shrimad Bhagavatam for 7 days and 7 nights he was continuously listening to Shrimad Bhagavatam So we see in the text that you know the sages are asking about his birth about his death and about his what did he achieve after his death and uh, yudhishthir maharaj as he got to know you know as he got to know about the uh, about the death as well he did not pay much attention because the brahmanas who was who were talking about parikshit maharaj's birth and death and what he achieves after after his death he they also mention about his death and yudhishthir maharaj is not paying much attention to death because if it would have been today first thing we will think no forget what he achieved forget what is his lifestyle and forget what he will become but how to guard of that you know death how to guard him of that death so we are so busy protecting ourselves against the death and that is there because this is a dangerous place as soon as we have come in this dangerous place death is guaranteed so <clears throat> the place where we try so hard you know we are, we are we are always trying very very hard to not die to remain protected we have all this insurance policies where we are trying to you know save ourselves from death but can one actually save themselves with all the insurance with all the uh, protection with all the best of amenities and facilities one has to still die so we are always busy comforting our body and you know guarding ourselves against death but bhagavat but bhagavad gita 227 krishna says jatasya hi dhruva mrityur dhruvam janma mrityasya cha for one who has taken his birth death is certain and for one who is dead birth is certain so once so once one have taken birth one has taken birth for him death is must and for one who has who is dead for him birth is must
until one takes the shelter of the Lord and goes out of this janma, mirtu, jara, byadhi, birth, death, old age and disease. Birth is must and death is must. Whenever one has taken birth, one will die. And that's why Parikshit Maharaj did not pay attention much that how will he die and what age will he die. And as we have discussed in the beginning that between birth and death, the choices one makes, the activities one perform, that makes his birth worthwhile. We see Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, he lived only for 48 years. And yet the what Lord taught us is what we are, you know, learning from Him. This is what giving us life. This is what giving us hope. So one, one become, once when we become so enamored by this thing, the birth and the death, the between thing, the choices that one makes, we tend to forget that. And we become busy of covering up that birth or, or end of death. How can we not die? And being so busy, in the process of not dying, we forget the choices that we are making, the life that we are living. So, one, as Radhisham Prabhuji was mentioning, that once one have taken, one has taken birth, he will die, whether it is through accident or whether it is to, through some disease or something or the other will happen and one has to leave his body. But if we remain so caught up between that, then one forget to perform his prescribed duty and his spiritual duties. And we see that Parikshit Maharaj was not caught up when he got to know about, you know, this, at the time of birth, he got to know about his passing. When will he pass and how would it will happen? They did not go and kill that Brahmana boy that he will be the reason for our, you know, Parikshit Maharaj's uh, death and all. They did not do all that. They were busy focusing on their duties. And 4.9 says that, Bhagavad Gita 4.9 says that, Tattva deham punar janma naitimam so naitimam etiso arjuna. Upon leaving the body, one does not take birth again in this material world, but attains my eternal abodes, O Arjuna. But as I was mentioning earlier, but one, of course, Arjuna mentioned at 2.27 that one who has taken birth he has to die and who has who is dead, he has to take birth again until one goes back to God. So Krishna, he is saying himself at 4.9 Bhagavad Gita that after leaving this body, who one who has done his spiritual, who has performed his spiritual duties, the dharma properly, the dharma that Krishna says in Bhagavad Gita chapter 18, Sarva Dharma Parityaja Maamekam Sharanam Braja. One who has given up all the prescribed, all the other religious duties, all the prescribed duties, but has taken the shelter of my lotus feet, he will come back to me. And upon coming back to me, there is no returning back. So he will not take birth again in this material world once he has come to me. But until then, until we perfect our life, until we go to that stage, we have to take punarapi jananam, punarapi mananam, punarapi janani jathare shayanam. We will take birth again and again. We will die again and again. And we will take uh, place in the womb of our mother. We will be there in the womb of our mother by our karma again and again and again. But Krishna is giving the assurance that if we perform our spiritual duties properly, if we follow the scripture, the, we take the association of the sadhus and 
we take the association and the instruction of our spiritual master, then there will not be coming back. Then Krishna will take care of the devotee who has taken the shelter of Krishna and the Guru. And in Bhagavad Gita chapter 13, text 9, there it is, of course, between 8 to 12 slokas continuously Krishna has spoken about the qualities of uh, a devotee, how a devotee should be. And in that, the text 9, Krishna says that Janmamrityu jara vyadi dukha dosha nudharshanam. One should observe. After coming to this material world, one should observe these four things. What are they? That there is birth, that there is death, there is old age, and there is disease. So there is disease, there is birth, there is death, and there is old age. And one should not, as I was discussing that, you know, we are so caught up with the thought that when will I die? When If you see the birds, they are always busy. They are eating. They are, of course, nibbling on the fee, on the feeder on the or the seeds. But at the same time, they are continuously looking around with their neck, continuously moving. I mean, second by second, not minute by minute, second by second, moment by moment, they are continuously moving their neck, saying, "Am I being attacked? Am I being attacked?" We are not that miserable, but we are miserable too. We are always scared. Because this material body, it is prone to so many things. It is pro, it can get cut anytime. It can get injured anytime. It can get burnt anytime. This body will is perishable. But what is not perishable is our soul that is permanent. But we are so busy protecting this perishable item that we are forgetting about the permanent thing. You know, this story pretty famous and that, that one king had four queens. And he was busy. He neglected the first wife. He was taking care of the second one, always giving him lovely jewelries. And the third one, always taking him wherever he went. And the fourth one, he was always thinking about like that. So we are like that, you know, neglecting the first one. Who is the first wife? Is the soul. We are neglecting it. But we are busy decorating the second wife who is our body. And always taking with us our properties, the third wife, always thinking about it. And the fourth one, always caring about the family. But none of it except the soul will take us, you know, with go along with the soul. It's a soul only. So, of course, we should take care of the body because it is the vehicle through which we can go back to Krishna. This is the vehicle through which we can serve the devotees. We can, we can follow the instructions given by us, by our Guru Jana, by our Guru Dev. Of course, this body has to be taken care, but not so much so that we forget about the soul. We forget about to take care of the soul. So, so when one, so Krishna says in Bhagavad Gita, so once when take birth, one should see that there is birth, there is death, there is old age, and there is disease. We should not close our eyes and we try to seek only happiness. Of course, happiness is needed. And seeing this, we should not be morose. This is, if we see a fire and we have the information that if you put our finger on the fire, our hand will get burnt. We should have this information. When we have this information, then we will be careful to not put our finger into the fire. Similarly, when we have this information that there is birth, there is disease, one day this body will perish. 
When we have this information, that's the when, instead of being morose, we will know how to live our life, how to utilize this human form of life in a better way. But without the information, without the knowledge that Shastra is giving, that our Shadu Guru Shastra, we are getting this knowledge from all these three sources. Without the knowledge, how do we live our life properly? We cannot do that. So that's why we should observe these things and very carefully we should seek knowledge. And as Krishna says in Bhagavad Gita 435, We should very submissively ask about, you know, do inquiry about this knowledge from a spiritual master, from, from, a, from a person who is a seer of the truth. And once you have got that knowledge, in uh, again the next verse of 4.35 says once you have got that knowledge complete knowledge will make you desireless material desireless you will have no lo- you will no longer desire anything material and you will have shastra chakshu the eyes of knowledge and not charma chakshu that we have now the skin the eyes those, those are made of the skin the mundane eyes the mundane vision no after we have got the knowledge the complete knowledge one, we will become desireless materially and we will get the knowledge. We will get the eyes of which is made of knowledge. So that's what 30, 35 Bhagavad Gita chapter 4 says. So with the knowledge we can see everything clearly. The other day we were discussing in another class that if you have the tinted glasses, if you have a glass which is t- painted green, you will see everything green. But it is, a, it is an acharya, it is a guru who gives us the clear vision. Similarly, when we have, when we ourselves are contaminated with all the three modes of nature, mode of, pa- mode of goodness, passion and ignorance, when we are contaminated with, in our senses, when we look into the vigraha, we think it is made of material. It is material, we will think. It is a matter. We will think it is made with stone, it is made with um, brass, it is made with um, wood or mud. We will not see it as Krishna's vigraha, it is Krishna in person. We were reading a few verses back that Krishna's vigraha and Krishna are non-different. But until we have the eyes of knowledge with the charma chakshu, with the mundane senses, with the mundane vision, we will think it is the vigraha, it is... Non, it is different from Krishna himself and we tend to do all sort of offenses. But it is our Acharya who removes those, you know, tainted glasses and gives us the clear vision through their Vani, through their instruction, through their words, through uh, the Shastras that we get to know what is what, what is matter, what is spirit, what is permanent, what is temporary. This way, when we see everything clearly with the, you know, with the vision of knowledge, we will know how to live our life and we will not get caught up with so many things. But of course, when we read about death, it of course make us very morose and, you know, dis, uh, disheartened, discouraged and we think, oh, this material world, we are not supposed to live happily, we are supposed to be sad and because we have come here 
and all that stuff. For that, I would like to quote this last verse from, uh, as in, to, for today, the last, last verse for today, from Srimad Bhagavatam, which is very hope-giving. This is Srimad Bhagavatam, Canto 10, Chapter 14, Text 58. It says, Samasmrita ye pada pallava pavam Mahat padam punya yasho murare Bhabam budhir, bhabam budhir vat Vatsa padam param padam 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 yadvipadam natesham For those who have accepted the boat of the lotus feet of the Lord, who is the shelter of the cosmic manifestation and is famous as Murari, the enemy of the Mura demon, the ocean of the material world is like the water contained in a calf's hoof print. Their goal is Parampadam Vaikuntha, the place where there are no material miseries, not the place where there is danger at every step. Just understanding it a little more, it says that for those who have accepted the boat of the lotus feet of the Lord. So the Lord's lotus feet is compared as the boat. So one who has set, you know, taken the shelter of this boat, which is the lotus feet of the Lord. Who is the shelter of the cosmic manifestation? The Lord is the, he is the creator of this cosmic manifestation and he is famous and he is known as Murari and who is a Murari why he is called Murari because he killed the demon named Mura, Mura so he killed Mura so he became famous as Murari and he also created this cosmic manifestation so he, one who has taken his lotus feet as their shelter the ocean of this material world, this material world is like compared often as a Bhava Sagar, which is an ocean, which is compared as an ocean. This material world is like water contained in calf's hoof print. If you see the calf's hoof print, it is so small. So from ocean, it becomes like a calf's hoof print size. The material world, it becomes so small. We, material world is like an ocean, which is which is so difficult to cross over by our own endeavor. But by taking the shelter of the lotus feet of the Lord, which is compared as a boat, by taking shelter of this boat, the big ocean becomes like a calf hoof print size. Water contained in the size of a calf hoof print. That much. And how much effort it takes. It Barely any effort to cross over a cow's hoof print. So by taking the shelter of the Lord, we can cross over this material world very easily. That's what it means. Where and where do we go after crossing over this material world? We will, we will get the Param Padam. That is his ultimate abode Vaikuntha. And the, and how is Vaikuntha? Vaikuntha is the place where there are no material miseries. There is no Janma Mirtu Jarabyadi. No miseries. No trouble. No anxieties. That is why it is called Vaikuntha. Where there are no Kuntha. Kuntha means anxiety. Vaikuntha means no Kuntha. No miseries. No trouble there. So you go, go there. And you do not come back where? You do not come back to this material world where there is Padam Padam Yad Bipadam Natesham. 
where there is danger at every step. And if you sit down without getting morose and just contemplate on this thought that is there danger at every step in this material world, the answer is surely yes. And if you yourself will be able to answer. But if we take, this is such a hope for the devotees and want to, it is an inspiration. It is a hope for the devotees and an inspiration for those who are not yet devotees. That yes, take the shelter of the Supreme Lord's lotus feet which is like a boat and that will help you cross over the big ocean very easily and will take you to the Baikunta where there is no miseries and you never need to come back again to this material world where is there is where there is danger at every step. And then as Krishna says, Taktva Deham Punarjanma Naitimam Etiso Arjuna. Once you have left this material world and left this material body, you will never come back, O Arjuna. So with that I would like to conclude. Whatever mistake I have committed, please, please forgive me. Vancha kalpataru bhyascha kripa sindhu vevacha patita nam pavne veo vashnave veo namo nama. Granthara shrimad bhagavatam ki jai, shrila prabhupad ki jai, anantakoti vashna brinda ki jai, samaveta bhakta brinda ki jai, nitai gaur premanande, hari hari bol, hare krishna. Is there anything you want to say Prabhu? No. Hare krishna. Thank you for coming Prabhu. Thank you. Thank you.